0: Now, how many of you face the daily battle of getting the 304 bus? Is it going to arrive on time? Will it arrive at all? Will it follow the route it's supposed to? Well, our next guest has proposed an alternative. Fionnain Coughlin is an UL graduate and a freelance researcher. He's proposed that we introduce trackless trams along the 304 route on a pilot basis and he's with us in the studio this morning. Good morning to you, Fionnain.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: Tell us, a trackless tram, what is it and how does it work?
1: Well... It's quite a new technology. It was recently launched in 2016 by the world's leading bullet train manufacturer, CRRC. And it's kind of a cross between a tram and a bus. It runs on rubber tyres, but it looks virtually identical to a tram on the inside and the out. And it is trackless because it runs on sensors embedded into the road surface. So there's no need to put down these big... um, kind of labour-intensive steel tracks, as you associate with the Lewis, um, which means that this tram is affordable for a city like Limerick, which is the most important thing. Uh, I think it was Edinburgh... Do you not have
0: to put up the road to put the sensors in?
1: Well, it's a lot less kind of labour-intensive than putting down steel tracks and erecting these big poles, like when you see in Dublin, yeah. the Lewis runs uh, electrically with these... Um, electric cables. Yeah,
0: so the, if the trackless tram isn't on the road, the infrastructure is invisible, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, so the reason why I'm so excited about this is because Limerick is relatively flat and the trackless tram needs to have relatively flat land in order to function. For example, it wouldn't work in Cork, which is quite hilly. Or San Limerick Francisco. But Limerick is perfect. Yeah, it wouldn't work in San Francisco either. But Limerick is perfect. A lot of people would like to see something that is... An alternative to the car because I feel a lot of people don't, a lot of motorists don't view the bus as something that they could consider because for me, for example, it take, took me, when I was studying in UL, it took me 35 minutes to get from UL to the city centre in mild traffic.
0: Yeah. And and a lot of people give that statistic. I heard it even on Prime Time yeah. um, last week uh, saying that the amount of time for such a short journey. Yeah. But part of that problem is down to the fact that we don't have bus lanes in the city. We do have some, but yeah. we don't have a sufficient number. And these buses are forced to share the lanes
1: yeah.
0: w- with private cars. That's going to be the same situation with the trackless tram, though, isn't it?
1: Well, I'm happy to announce that... Um in the 2020 budget, the council, um, they're putting forward 8 million euros to develop a continuous bus lane from UL, from Castle Troy, Akati into the city. So that's already been announced. But I still don't think that people will give up the comfort and the convenience of their car to ride the bus. I think that a tram is something that motorists will actually think twice about and consider because... I have a car myself and I don't want to give up that comfort for a bus the buses that we currently have are noisy they emit a lot of fumes these new trackless trams are 100% electric Um, they can charge in under 10 minutes um, and the best thing is they're affordable for Limerick
0: So yeah, very environmentally friendly as well Exactly. Mm. Um, What other cities have them?
1: Well it's Very, very new to the market. It's only been announced in 2016. So I think it's three or four cities in China have them already. And also Qatar have recently launched their trackless tram because Qatar will be hosting the FIFA World Cup in 2022. And I've drawn parallels to Limerick because we'll have the Ryder Cup here in 2026. And in order to accommodate... The large numbers of people that will be coming for the Ryder Cup, and also the large numbers of people that will be coming for projects such as the Opera Centre. We have UL moving into the city centre. The LDA recently announced uh, homes for 10,000 people. You know, these people will most likely opt for cars because the bus system just doesn't cut it. And I think that our roads are already reaching capacity as it is. And I I'm asking the council where are we going to fit the extra 10,000 cars over the next 10 years. So I'm not saying that we should get rid of cars, I'm just saying that we should give people another alternative to the car.
0: Uh, at this stage, I suppose, it's a suggestion. I mean, how how do you take an idea like this and get somebody to run with it?
1: Well, <clears throat> it's been a difficult struggle. I've been trying to start this conversation for over a year now. I started by going to my local councillors and I attended the Transport SPC and the council have put the ball in the court of Bus Aaron, um for planning transport. So I got involved in a group called Fix Limerick Bus and we met the Limerick Services Manager and she told us that she just follows order from follows orders from the National Transport Authority. So actually got in contact with the Head of Public Affairs of the National Transport Authority based in Dublin, Dermot O'Gara. And I actually have his email here in front of me. And when I asked him about what is the NTA's plans for Limerick, he told me the NTA has a statutory function for strategic planning of transport in the Greater Dublin Area. The Greater Dublin Area transport strategy was adopted by government in 2016, but our function regarding other cities is somewhat less formal. So what I see happening in, with transport for the regional cities is a diffusion of responsibility. The council don't, doesn't want to take responsibility. Bus Aaron doesn't want to take responsibility. Even the National Transport Authority will point the finger at the Department of Transport. So it's kind of been past the parcel, past the public services parcel and no one seems to be standing up and, you know, bringing us into the 21st century.
0: Do you think that's something that maybe if we, if we get our directly elected mayor that they might might actually be able to do something about this.
1: Yeah, I'm delighted that Limerick's going to be the first city in Ireland to bring in this massive reform, which is the directly elected mayor. Quite frankly, I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think people, a lot of people don't really know about it and what it entails, but it's huge. Limerick will be an ambassador for local government reform because if the directly elected mayor works for Limerick, they'll be rolling it out to every city in Ireland. So I think the directly elected mayor is important because... What we have now is a ceremonial mayor. They'll wear the chains and they'll take the pictures and they'll do the interviews. But when it comes down to policymaking, they don't have the executive power to make these decisions, to bring the NTA to Limerick and to, you know, really stand up for our city with the executive power to make these things happen.
0: These trackless trams, I I know with the Lewis in Dublin, we have heard of a number of accidents, you know, the... The difficulty that I don't—I suppose people running out in front of them or whatever, and cars going over not watching stoplights—would these trackless trams be safer than uh, the ones that traditionally work on ordinary tracks and electric cables?
1: Yes, Edinburgh launched a tram back in 2012, and they've had a few deaths already. One of the deaths occurred from a cyclist who had her front wheel of her bicycle get stuck in the tram track and she fell in front of an oncoming vehicle yeah. and she was a young student and sadly passed away the benefit about trackless is you know, you'll virtually see no difference in the road surface the trackless tram will be able to merge with car traffic if ne- if necessary and also cyclists will be able to cycle on the surface safely um, so it's safe in that regard, it's zero emissions, you know I cycled into the studio today on my bike and the fumes just pumping up into your face. It's just, I think we've become desensitised to, you know, the pollution that's caused by diesel buses and the cars, petrol cars.
0: Well, it sounds like a fantastic idea. And as you're saying, it seems like it might work in Limerick. just got to find the right people to take take up the idea and fly with it. But, uh, Fiona, it's been fascinating listening about it. Is there anywhere we can see online, like we can see pictures of these sort of things?
1: Yes, um, I actually launched my own website there just uh last month and it's called restory.ie so r-e-s-t-o-r-y and i'm really just <clears throat> putting it out there um asking the council asking robert Gallagher, the senior executive engineer who's in charge of the transport strategy which will be in, la- launched next month i'm asking him to consider this seriously and if anyone would like to check it out please do and I'd love any feedback, Um, and also Limerick just recently launched launched a new brand, which is fantastic. But I think it's time to live up to the tagline and embrace some cutting edge technology. If you catch my drift,
0: yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, well done to you because we need bright young minds like yours, Fiona, giving us ideas for the future. That's Fiona Coughlan talking to us about trackless trams.